0: Major Fox, two. Ninja王, Fox two. Yeah. out Zero Okay nine. and welcome back to Fast Performance Then I'm Tim Davies And this is the podcast of an essay I wrote about positive thinking And uh, it's all part of the 12 months of the Awesome Warrior Group Which is um, 12 months Where we pick up different skills from air combat And we apply them to our lives So that we can improve And we can be more real, more authentic And be there for people um, that are sharing our lives with us So this is the essay really for a positive January. If you're not in that group and you want to be, it is a Facebook group. But even if you're not on the Facebook or whatever on the Facebook, if you're not on Facebook, then um, I email this stuff out anyway and you would have got an email about this. So it's not like you're missing any content, which is great. Okay, I'm just going to go straight through this essay now with you. I'm just going to read it straight out. And it's actually about sortie uh, I did with a weapon system officer that I knew a long time ago. And it's about flying in some really poor weather. It's about motivating each other to get the task done. I will, when we finish this, just take 20, 30 seconds of your time because I did a talk yesterday uh, for the NHS, in fact, down south, and I've had some testimonials back from it. So I'm just trying to get a bit of work as I transition out of the Air Force. And if anyone out there is in a business and they want me to come and speak to their people in that business, then I'd really like to do that for you and I can come and speak about whatever you want to hear. So I'll just read you out some of those testimonials at the end if that's okay and i appreciate the time that um basically i'm going to take from you right this is about seven minutes pretty much and it's called are we going to die again the power of positive thinking are we going to die again that's all my weapon system officer said to me when i asked him for the time bro the check-in time when is it i repeated as i yanked an ejection seat strap from its housing towards my lap there was no reply It was obvious he was busy in the rear seat of our tornado bomber and heavily preoccupied with the complexity of this evening's flight. It really was a dark and stormy night and our plan was going to take us into some of the worst weather we would ever see on the west coast of Scotland. The rain was pouring down and the winds were fierce. I was soaked to the skin from the walk around of the aircraft I'd done pre-flight. The winds drove the freezing rain through my flight gear, rendering all of my paperwork unusable. A bit wet are we, sir, laughed my engineer as he helped me with the straps. I flashed him a quick smile as the raindrops dripped from my nose and onto the cockpit floor. His humour would keep me warm at least until we got airborne and the real work began. I realised that this was the side of the job the careers office doesn't tell you about. How well-used flying gloves will develop a slippery veneer when wet and will find any excuse to slide off your hands when flying. Or the sheer focus you'll have to find when aviating on such a horrendous night when everybody else is in bed and all you want to do is go to the bar and talk about girls. I dug deep into the pocket of my G-pants, searching for the rain-sodden piece of paper with the information I needed. It's okay, we've got two minutes until check-in, let me know if you have any snags, I shouted over the din of the external ground power supply that we would use to start the engines. We are so going to die again, came the reply. In all honesty, he had a point. The previous night's weather was so bad that the aircraft sensors had given us poor returns and we come close to hitting another jet whose crew had lost situational awareness. There were four tornadoes involved, all in a square formation and flying within a mile of each other, in the dark. Timing was critical and all had been trying to stay at 250 feet, but most of us had stepped it up to nearer 500. We weren't just not getting the confidence through the sensors. The automated terrain following radar was working well, but I was constantly having to disconnect it to fly hard defensive turns against the distant air threats that were trying to kill us. It had been a real challenge and most of us were hoping that tonight's flying was going to be cancelled. My Wizzo was new, straight out of navigator training and had been thrown into the squadron workup for Iraq. He was known as a hard-working guy, just inexperienced, nothing I hadn't seen before. It's okay, I checked with the station, met girl and met office before we walked and she said that the weather should be clearing to the south of the route so I reckon tonight won't be too bad. It was a lie. I had done no such thing. But I knew we were going to be straight into the poor weather again and had to do something to get my Wizzo back into a positive mindset. Silence. I could feel myself also getting dragged down by his negativity. I was cold, wet and entirely underconfident about what we were supposed to go and do. And if I let it show, he would get worse. We knew that the training objectives we had failed to achieve the night before would need to be achieved tonight. Pressonitis, poor weather, distracted aircrew. Yes, I thought to myself as I started the first engine. There is every chance that we are indeed going to die again. Civilians who get the chance to visit a squadron will often comment on the black humour of the aircrew they meet. Jokes will fly about with some serious banter and most aircrew will give as good as they get. But because of this dark humour, it can often seem like there is a lot of negativity on a squadron, but this is rarely the case. In order to get into the aircraft to fly the sorties, aircrew must believe that it is achievable. There has to be a genuine belief or people die. It's that simple. Aircrew understand the power of positivity in mission success. They also understand that they need to be able to accommodate pain in order to achieve that success. Learning only comes through the experience of being stretched. Sometimes you just have to do things that you don't want to do. Going for second engine start, I called, my hand sliding wildly over the protruding metal switches. One of the unique things about us humans is that we can generate stress in our bodies just by thought alone. This stress can go on to lower the immune system and make us physically ill. When I was struggling to teach instructors on the RAF's largest fast jet squadron, I'd be permanently fighting off some bug and it was only when I fully left the environment that I realised the detrimental effect of constant stress on per- personal health and well-being. My self-generated negativity whilst under stress is all I would focus on and I would look for answers in any place I could. If I could get a more predictable working day for my instructors, would it ease their pain? Maybe I could streamline the syllabus so as to make our output more productive. Or Could I improve the synthetic training elements so as to reduce the airborne content and the workload on my team? Often we feel that all our problems can be solved by the examination of this external stimulus. We think people will like us more if we buy a new car or when we get a bigger house. It then confuses us when we get these things and nothing changes. We still feel negative, lonely, and unfulfilled. In the same way I thought I would have less stress if I solved some squadron problem, we further understand that the change must come from within us. And only when we change ourselves will we see change in others. And this is interesting because the answer to this development comes from positivity, in its adoption and in its display. The best way to fail to develop a positive mindset is by surrounding yourself With negative people. Our subconscious mind is a data processing facility that takes in and stores everything we absorb through our five senses. As it does this, the brain assesses the material and releases chemicals, which we then understand as feelings or emotions. And this is powerful because our feelings can and do define our personality. Let me explain. So, a feeling left unattended for a couple of days can be seen by others as a mood. And a mood left unchecked for a few weeks becomes a temperament. And if that is not addressed, then after a few months or years, it becomes a personality. So everything, including your personality, starts at the atomic, molecular level of controlling how you feel. And if you've ever tried to get yourself out of a bad mood, you will know that changing how you feel is very hard. It's hard because it has been caused directly by what you have experienced. It's even worse when you are the one who has caused the problem for yourself. The guy who fails an exam because he went out partying instead of hitting the books. Or the girl who doesn't look good in a bikini because she's been overindulging. The way we change our personalities or mental state is through how we feel. And this is done by paying attention to ourselves on a daily basis. Research shows that our brain evolved to react much more strongly to negative experiences than positive ones. It kept us safe from danger back in caveman times. If we were to go out hunting mammoths, we need to be more sensitive to there being a saber toothed tiger knocking about, else, it might eat us and ruin our day. That's why we evolved with negativity being detected more quickly and easily. The amygdala, the brain region that regulates emotion and motivation, uses about two thirds of its neurons to detect bad news. Why do you think the front page of a newspaper always has a doom and gloom story on it? So that you'll read it. We are predisposed to being negative. It's supposed to keep us alive, but often we purposely allow negativity into our lives. And, as I descended the jet into the darkest valley in the whole of Scotland, negativity played its role in helping us to remain cautious. But, To get to the target and complete the sortie we need to believe we could and once the jet was safely sat at 250 feet flying at seven miles per minute and flying itself I started to lighten the mood with some light chat. Look those lights on the road are above us I chuckled as the jet hugged the water-filled valley floor. That's not helping came the reply and we both laughed at the absurdity of what we had been asked to do. The remainder of the sortie was uneventful and we eventually went home after we found ourselves sitting in a cloud for three minutes at night whilst flying at the height of electricity pylons. We'd been stretched and learning had taken place. Now the lesson for me was to understand that we reflect the emotion we receive from others. If you surround yourself with negative people, you will also become negative. Surround yourself with the right people as it will ultimately play a huge role in your success. Those who achieve great things develop a focused mindset where they are able to compartmentalize negativity. They allow it to be heard as it can be valuable in certain situations but they do not let it stick. Slow down. Get out into nature. Eat the right foods and get some quality sleep. Do less and take time to appreciate things that you would normally walk past and ignore. Food creates your mood. Participate in things that bring you joy. Have a morning routine that sets the tone for positivity to belong in your day. Get up 30 minutes earlier, do some light exercise, have your favorite coffee ready to go and your favorite book to read a few pages of. Inspire yourself to inspire others. Be present in their lives. There is nothing like knowing you've helped another person to make you more positive about life. Take time to just be with yourself. We are human beings, not human doings. Keeping a gratitude diary is a great way to help you stay positive. Focus on the good things in life. Here's a quote. Enjoy the little things so one day you may look back and realise they were the big things. That's Robert Brout. Stop the gossiping. Take more interest in your own life and not those of people who you can do nothing about. Spend less time with toxic people. You don't have to cut them out of your life, but just understand that their negativity will reduce your ability to be positive. Remember that everybody is tied up in their own little world. You can choose to let them affect you or you can choose to put it down to them having a bad day. Ask yourself, will this even matter in a year's time? Our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we oft might win by fearing to attempt. That was uh, Bill Shakespeare. So move on. Or as Rumi said, if you are irritated by every rub, how will you be polished? Think about what three things in your life make you angry, sad and create negativity in you. And then look at how you might minimise your exposure to them. It might be a website you go to, a person you meet or a TV show you watch. Think about how you might be able to spend less time with them this week. But most importantly, have a real hard think about who you are on the inside. Try and get comfortable with you whether through some alone time, a new hobby, or maybe some meditation, your brain needs time to process all of that data it takes in. And, especially in today's attention economy, where everyone wants a piece of you, it just needs a break. Stay positive and understand that. Unless you are a jet pilot descending into a Scottish valley at night and in the depths of a freezing winter, having negativity in your life will do you no good whatsoever. Unless they reintroduce saber-toothed tigers, of course. And that's it. I really appreciate you listening. I would appreciate people kind of liking it or putting stuff in the comments. I know we don't normally do that, but what I'm trying to do with the website is just kind of get stuff out so that corporate kind of reach in and say, please come and speak to our people. Uh, I think that's pretty much what I'm going to have to do. Having worked in the office for the last year and a half, I'm not saying that's not me. I, I can do that and I don't mind doing that. I'd rather reach out and influence people, which reminds me, of course, let's go and get some of these um, these quotes that were sent to me today. So yesterday I went down to uh, Bristol and I spoke to some people in the NHS. Now we know what's happening in the NHS right now. It's a difficult time. I went down there, I went to speak to them about a whole world of stuff. So um, uh, lots of different things really. And they've written back. It was really about, kind of having a look at failure and kind of predicting that failure um, before it happens, which is really kind of what we're doing with uh, lead turn February. And I'll be talking to you in a week about, about that a bit more. Uh, so some of these things came back then. So we sat down and had a group of about 20, actually. It was quite small, but they were quite influential people. A great crowd, actually. I really liked them. Some really nice people there. And um, some of the things i got back here, I spoke to him about an hour. It says, I'm just going to read stuff out. He says, um, thank you. It was great to hear things from a different perspective. Tim certainly knows how to hold an audience. Another one says, thank you for arranging Tim's inspiring and timely presentation. He needs a much bigger audience. May I suggest all of the NHS managers for the trust in the education centre as soon as possible. Um, It was a really interesting presentation. We really enjoyed it. If he was here again, I would definitely go to his talk. This one says, just wanted to say thank you for organising the event. It was interesting and thought-provoking. Let's have a look here. Thanks for arranging this. I really enjoyed listening to Tim. And he certainly made a lot of sense. I could relate to many things he said and found it very interesting. Shame more people didn't go. And the last one, which is quite interesting, he said, um, thank you. It was brilliant. Do you think he could be our next prime minister? So change of tack then. Uh, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm just going to go and run the country and we'll see how that works out. I'm sure everyone here would um, at least vote for me or I could probably just send you cash and buy your vote. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Look, I really appreciate you taking the time. I don't know how long that was because I'm recording this on uh, Logic Pro now. I've gone from Audacity to Logic Pro. I'm hoping to get some levels and noise gates in there and maybe give you a bit more of a professional product. Um, So any kind of feedback you want to send me, obviously by email or on the Twitter sphere thing or whatever you want to do, I'd really be uh, grateful for that, okay? Thanks so much. Until next time, Tim Davies, Fast Ship Performance.